Reports say the Big Ten is looking at other schools to add, and not all the names on the list are the ones that we have expected. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're tuned into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Matt Sheehan's in to talk about everything going on in the conference since the last time we talked yesterday. Nate Dickinson with you as well. Matt, a Big Ten Media Days wrap-up on Wednesday. A couple of days of hearing from all the coaches and Kevin Warren as well. Players there too. Uh, your biggest takeaways from the days of talks over in Indy? Um, that, you know what, maybe playing it boring as a coach is, is the way to go. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and debate uh, the topics that Jim Harbaugh wants to openly speak about. But, wow, you grab some headlines uh, choosing the things that you talk about. So, yes, as I sit here and a lot of fans of their schools sit there and just watch their coach go through a bunch of coach speak. And it's like, this is kind of boring. What's the point of all this? Maybe just playing it a little boring and doing a lot of coach speak is the way to handle these big 10 media days. But of course, there's there's some good stuff to, uh, you know, pick and prod out in these uh, these sessions, of course, um, you know, some from my guy Mel Tucker. Uh, Brett Bielema actually had a really good point um, in the hot second. But do you have anything that you want to get to or do you just want me to keep rolling and talk about good old Brett Bielema and the fight in the line night? No, you can roll. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. My biggest takeaway was just how I think Kevin Warren's really kind of going to go on the attack here and be really in. Yeah. Uh, he, he said, I thought a lot compared to what he's done previously here. And uh, I mean, just what we usually get out of these media days. He came in with an agenda, I thought. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that's just the way you got to go as if like, you know, if you weren't convinced that he was in attack mode as a big 10 commissioner, uh, kind of double and triple down on that in the last few days, no doubt about that. But um, if, if stop me if this is what you talked about yesterday when it comes to Brett Bielema though, but it was interesting to see him, or I guess see him. Yeah, that's nice. Rather hear him, Nate, talk about uh, what a benefit week zero is to some teams. Uh, he says, quote, I got it from you. You see huge amount of improvement from players who have never played the game from week one to week two. So there you go. They got that week zero game. They are playing Wyoming. Pretty good matchup there. But the next week, they are playing the Indiana football Hoosiers. So if this is a, an instance where, you know, you do see a big leap of improvement from week zero to week one, maybe that's a surprise to Indiana. You know, another team that's you know kind of in the balances of, all right, are we going to be okay this year? Are we not going to be okay? So I don't know. I think that's a nice little undercard storyline so yeah is it the sexiest quote in the world no not really but i think it's a pretty good point so yeah bet when you asked me hey what was your biggest takeaway you didn't think i'd start talking illinois football right off the bat here did you nate but hey here we are and same also applies for you know nebraska northwestern and if i'm missing any other schools that are playing in week zero uh, in the big 10 mm-hmm. uh, what did you hear i mean you mentioned mel tucker for a second there you're our spartans guy what did you take away from what he and the Michigan state representatives had to say. Yeah. Our, our big storyline of the off season. Well, there's a few, but one of the top three biggest ones is uh, we're, we're replacing a guy named Kenneth Walker, who was a pretty, pretty good running back for Michigan state. And how do you replace it? Well, the guys behind him last year left a lot to be desired. 
However, we got two guys out of the transfer portal. One of them is a Wisconsin transfer in Jalen Berger. Another guy's a Colorado transfer in Jarek Broussard. He talked about both those guys. And in both the, the quotes, yeah, obviously he's talking high about these guys. He's not going to go on a microphone and say, eh, they, they should be okay. I don't know. One guy kind of gets tackled. These No, of course he speaks highly about them. But in those quotes, he talked about how they're good at pass catchers out of the backfield. Last year, Kenneth Walker did everything but catch the ball out of the backfield. He only had 13 receptions out of the backfield last year, and that's pretty low for running back, especially running back that played as much as he did. So is this another wrinkle for Michigan State's offense going forward this year? Will you be able to duplicate what you got out of Kenneth Walker? Absolutely not, but maybe you can alleviate some of that with screens out of the backfield, wheel routes out of the backfield, just a dynamic pass catcher out of the backfield, and Michigan State looks like they have two of them via the transfer portal. So that, that was my biggest takeaway from the Mel Tucker point of view. Um, of course, you know, someone tried to have him take the bait on um, Pat Narduzzi's comments. Uh, I don't know if you've hit on those at all, but yes, Pat Narduzzi, he said, well, we almost beat Michigan state. We probably would have if we had our starting quarterback, which is all fine and well, but the reality is that you didn't. And then he doubled down on it saying, well, since we almost beat Michigan state, who was one of the best teams in the big 10, we can go to the big 10 and beat every single team there. Okay, Pat, all right. So that was offered up to Mel Tucker, and he didn't take the bait on it. He was like, uh, not going to play around with that. We won. You know, I'm not going to do the hypotheticals, but we actually, actually, actually won the game. So it's, yeah. So someone tried to get him on it, but uh, he was boring, which, hey, boring, like I said, plays at media days. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot of that, but, you know, you try and pick out uh... – Whatever it is that does come out, you, you know, we yep. probably we probably overthink it, but that's part of the job. Of course uh, you do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, it's also too like, you know, I'm just, you know, going through all the quotes, too. And another big quote was from uh, Ryan Day. And I, I've joked about this on my podcast. I've joked about it on here. But like, have you ever seen a team more miserable to go 11 and two and win the Rose Bowl than Ohio State last year? Like that, that I've never seen a team more upset to accomplish everything they did last year. But really, like at the, during the trophy ceremony in Pasadena, you would have thought they just won like the Pinstripe Bowl or the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Like, no, nah, they won this great bowl game, but they're upset. And I think it's kind of the mindset, too, that I look at and say, holy crap, I not only do they have the talent to blow by everyone this year, but like, I think they're going to have that like revenge tour F everyone mindset going into this year. And Ryan Day said as much yesterday, he said, quote, his players are a little scarred and a little callous from last year. Listen, if you can say that about a team that just went 11 and two and won the Rose bowl, I, you're doing a pretty, pretty good job <laughs> at where you're at. If your team is scarred by such a horrific season. So I think it's going to be a, the Buckeye death machine will be rolling this year. And that's just further evidence that I am scared. Nate, I'm scared. I don't think too many people are too worried about uh, how scarred Ohio state is. There are plenty. No, of course not. Enough. <laughs> right. No, it's just that mindset though. Like they're, they're talented, but they're also angry and talented, which, oh boy, I just hope that we keep within 40 this year. That's all. Anyway, <laughs> enough about our problems. Enough about my problems. <laughs> We'll get him out. Uh, you'll, you'll, pro- you'll probably end up in the same pot or whatever it is, ends up with Ohio State whenever the divisions come out anyway. But uh, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening in those last few years. That's a conversation for another day. We're going to talk yeah. about some reported news coming out of the Action Network about Big Ten teams, potentially big, the Big Ten adding potentially more teams and schools. Reportedly, seven other schools that the conference is looking into from a source speaking to the Action Network. We'll get to that with Matt here. But first, Bet online. 
is the place to go for all your sports gambling needs. It's baseball season, Matt. I know football and basketball is what we do a lot here on the Big Ten podcast. But if you're someone who wants to learn more about betting on baseball, like strikeout props, uh, nerfies are popular nowadays, stuff like that. Bet online is the place to go to not only get all the education in sports news, but sports gambling news in particular, things like that. Yeah. If you're someone who's experienced, you know how valuable it is. If you're someone who's still learning, it's a great tool that can help you out with doing that, learning everything you need to know. So you make sure your money's going in the right spots. And of course, as always, if you hear a line on the show, when we talk about stuff like that and you want to bet along with us, all the lines are coming from bet online. Again, it's everywhere you need to go for sports betting all in one place. It's a great, great just site that, again, looks good now, too. It's not as good oh, yeah. as it was. It's probably like a year ago now they updated everything. But if you've been a sports better, you know how bad some of these websites can look if you've been doing it for a while. They didn't always yeah. have all the high-tech stuff. Bet online has it. You got it. Well said. Sharp website. Best website. <laughs> Bet online, baby. Nice. Bet online where the game starts helping us get you the show here today. All right, Matt. So the Action Network comes out in reports that, uh, according to one of their reporters, a source from the Big Ten tells them seven potential schools are being considered to join the Big Ten in the next round or being looked at by the Big Ten. A few of them we've already talked a lot about. Uh, Notre Dame is the only one that it really it isn't up to the Big Ten whether or not they get added to the Big Ten. That's right. not really they're considering being done. Then you've got Oregon and Washington who have been two big names. Uh, some new schools, though, rear their head. And it's names that have been thrown out there. But if this is coming from an official Big Ten source, then this is news here. You've got mm-hmm. Stanford and Cal on the, on the West Coast. But then you also have Florida State and Miami down in, well, where I am right right now wow. here on Miami beach. It's uh, it's two schools where if you're asking me, that would be the big 10 making kind of the same move you make with USC and UCLA in the West by trying to expand and go into that deep South area and get some teams in there. I don't know what it all means for like what's happening next, but I still have a hard time wrapping my head around the idea that a Miami or a Florida state would be the next school to add to the Big Ten Conference, maybe down the road. But I, I don't know, were you thinking with these new names that are coming out? Yeah, that, that is fascinating with Miami and FSU because obviously you get the teams like USC and UCLA. And all right, that's, that's Southern California. We got that market. Great job, everyone. Whew, way to go. Um, I just don't know how beneficial it would be to tack on Stanford and Cal or Oregon and Washington if you're trying to go for you know the next big market because I, I could be wrong, but I think that it looks like Miami would be a bigger one or, you know, Florida state could be obviously a big one as well. And yeah, you got your out West teams. Let's, let's keep carving out a nice area down South. And uh, this is Kevin Warren's ultimate plan for world domination here is uh, that he's going to do it region by region, two teams at a time. So no, it sounds very strange, especially, and you know, as you just said, you're in Miami. um, And I was fortunate enough to go to the Michigan state at Miami game last year. It was oppressively hot. I got to say, it felt like anything but Big Ten country. It would just be one of those moves that, like, just seemed very strange. You know, what? Like, Northwestern's playing a November game, and there's palm trees out in the distance? Like, what in tarnation's going on here? Like, hey, Hurricanes, here's your Thanksgiving week game. Uh, come on up to Madison for a game. Well, how about you just freeze your you-know-what stuff? So, it, it would be very weird optically. But, 
I, that's just college football these days. USC, UCLA is going to look a little bizarre optically as well, but that's, that's just how it works. If you're a commissioner trying to make yourself the powerhouse conference one market at a time. And yeah, that, that Florida market, that's a juicy one to get. So yeah, it, it sounds strange, but eh, money talks, man. I think that's a good moneymaker for, uh, for the big 10 to get Miami and Florida state. I wouldn't be opposed to it. It, it sounds wacky. It sounds fun. I think it's a pretty direct representative of where the two sides are at when we've yeah. talked about what the Big Ten could be doing next. Is it that you just follow the money wherever it's biggest and follow where you think the biggest opportunity to expand is? Because you've got the Florida State and Miami case there. Or are you trying to play things a little more safe? Are you trying to add schools who are still in the AAU. And when you get Stanford, Cal, yeah, okay. Oregon, Washington, all four of those schools are on that list. Both Miami and Florida State are not on that list. So that's, I think, really the two sides kind of butting heads the most right there. What happens next here? Does the Big Ten stick with kind of what it wants to be academically, what it could be as far as regionally, if it adds in some more of those teams on the West Coast? Or mm -hmm. is this more of what you said with Kevin Warren, a pursuit of total domination here, of trying to eat up yeah. everything at once? I'm leaning more towards it's all about the money. And I understand yeah. that we've seen this happen so many times already where the Big Ten's tried to expand and it becomes more about things more than the money that AAU stuff matters. But it, it seems like, again, right now, I keep coming back to the point that this is a lot different than any other time. No, I, I'm right with you. I'm almost in lockstep with you because, yeah, I, money talks. In the end, money talks. And, yeah, we hear all about AAU, and that's all fun. And maybe maybe it's two things. Maybe, number one, I'm too cynical, and I just think that money rules everything. Or, number two, I'm not in that world of academia enough or, you know, was never smart enough to be that heavily involved in it to really have an appreciation for AAU and what it truly means. But I, to me, a big money sign dominates anything that AAU is. I mean, I, Nebraska just lost their accreditation not too long ago, I think a few years ago. Right. Okay. If it meant that much and like, would they get kicked to the curb immediately? Like it's not like we don't have schools, in the big 10 that don't have that accreditation anymore. So yeah, I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure some professors and some heads of departments won't be like absolutely thrilled to have Miami, but do you know who will be thrilled? The rest of the Big Ten, everyone else uh, that's counting the money. So, yeah, I just money dominates everything. And I think this would be example number uh, 72,369. Um, that money just rules everything. Should, should Miami, Florida State, or any other non AAU school be brought into this wonderful, wonderful conference, Nate? If it does go that route, that would be the first time the Big Ten has really, I think, tried to compete with the SEC with teams. Yeah, Like, SEC gets Oklahoma, Texas fine. Big Ten gets USC, UCLA. I mean, I guess the SEC could have stepped in and try and gotten them too. But now that mm -hmm. this is starting now, that we've kind of officially said, okay, this is going to happen, I feel like this could be the breeding ground, like either this area or maybe like the North Carolina had been talked about too. Yep. I feel like one of those schools is going to have to eventually be that first school where two conferences are really competing for it. And that's where I think it is the next step, I guess, of evolution in what this realignment is. Teams are going to go to conferences, maybe Washington, Oregon are going to end up big 10 schools at some point, no matter what. But I feel like we'll find out if Kevin Warren decides to go after these Florida schools first, that means that he's really, really ready to go here. Really, really ready to take on the SEC, at least I think. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And like what, what also just like it sits in the back of my head at all times is just how secretive the whole Texas and Oklahoma thing was for the longest time. But even more so, like I feel like even USC and UCLA jumping to the Big Ten was even kept more under wraps than Texas, Oklahoma. And like things can be going on right now. I don't know. So that, that just always trips me out right there that like contracts can be very well being written up right now. But yeah, in the meantime, it's a wait and see game. I know we talked last week that, okay, well, everything's on pause for a little bit. And then, wha-bam, here we are. Action Network coming out with an article that says, uh, 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 not so fast. Here are seven names uh, for schools that could be joining the Big Ten in the next cycle. Why did that be? Also, 2024, like USC, UCLA, whether it's 2028 or whether it's 3012. I, who, who's to say? But, man, it's uh, an ever-going conversation. And it's fun. I got to say, I, I go up and down whether uh, this is fun or not. But now that we're throwing the Florida schools in here, no, I'm, I'm back to this being very fun. So let's let's go. Let's let's ride. Embrace the chaos, Nate. Woo. Do you think anything could actually happen in the season? Because I expected once we got to football, media days, stuff happening on the field. Yeah. I thought the offseason was the time to do this. But it seems like at least right now, the news cycle, as you said, uh, I mean, it's not stopping. Yeah, you know, it's, it sounds crazy, right, for this to be announced in the middle of a season. But I would think I'd be very foolish to just chalk it up as an absolute no. Um, crazy things happen all the time. And hey, if the moment strikes for some schools to start making money and join the Big Ten, uh, hey, be my guest. Wow, that would be – I'm, I'm excited just thinking about that, actually. Just week six, Thursday of game day, and all of a sudden it breaks that the Canes and the Knolls are coming to the Big Ten. Woo! How about that for a nice uh, little team distraction right there? That's a, uh, oh my goodness gracious. Now, now we got the blood pumping about this. <laughs> I will say there's a big difference between it happening in the season and the deal being made in the season. Like yeah, the difference between right. it, it, it happening and us knowing about it is a whole lot. It could be done for six months and they'll just sit on it until the yeah. off season just to make things cleaner. But anyway. True. Uh, True. Matt Sheehan's with Locked On Spartans starting up next week. It'll be back to every single day of the week as we're back in football season Monday through Friday. Matt, you're always doing great stuff over there. What's going on this week with Locked On Spartans? Oh, man. Well, uh, next week. Basketball. Ah, you're fine. I, I Whatever. Get, get, Promote yeah, things. Just go. Some week. <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about Michigan State football and basketball. But, no, we're going to get into all, like, the uh, fall camp storylines, of course. We're going to be breaking down the quarterback position. And, you know, sure, Peyton Thorne's going to be our quarterback, but it's fun who we're having on. Former quarterback Brian Lewerke to break down what he likes, doesn't like about Peyton Thorne's game, and just honestly what us as lay people don't understand about playing the quarterback position in college. So that'll be a really fun conversation with a former Michigan state, great quarterback coming up next week. So that's what we got, Nate. That'd be really cool. We'll have you back on here to talk yeah. about whatever goes on in the big 10 until then, Matt Sheehan, as always with locked on Spartans at Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter. It's at on Spartans for the actual podcast feed. And then yeah, anything else? Uh, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. If you ever want to just email me and yell at me about any takes I, I have. So that's, yeah. Scream at me. That's right. Do it the old fashioned way. Uh, P- yeah, emails, the old fashioned emails the old fashioned way now. Yeah. All <laughs> caps, you know, banging out. Yeah. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> all right, Matt. Thanks as always. We'll talk to you again soon. You got it. I'll be back in to wrap things up here in just a second. Welcome back in, and thanks, of course, for listening here to Locked On Big Ten. Thanks, as always, to Matt Sheehan for joining us on the program, as always. We'll be back next week, but first, some news from around the conference. Only real headlines from today. We have report from Stanford saying that there has been, quote, no 
formal overture, end quote, with the Big Ten. I, I don't know what that means. I, I don't know what they're trying to say, but I, I is a phone call count as that? I, I don't, again, I don't know what a formal overture is, but I guess they're trying to say that they at least haven't talked to the Big Ten in any sort of really advanced way yet. Uh, in other news, recruiting news, a couple of big commitments for Maryland over this week. Dylan Fontis, a three-star edge, is headed to the Terrapins, as is Tavon Nelson, a three-star corner. Also, Rutgers picks up a commitment from Famatore, a three-star wide receiver. Let's look at all the news around Big Ten here today. We'll be back, of course, on Monday in August for the start of what will be a long preseason football coverage here in the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Jay Stevens will be back in to talk about anything that happens over the weekend in the conference. Until then, again, I'm Nate Dickinson. Thanks for listening.